Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the northern Tablelands in New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Hey, James, we're back for another week. Week Study number, number five. five. Dude, this how is are you good. feeling? I'm going good. I'm really enjoying these studies. Yeah, me too. The faith that Desmond Doss had and all the, mm. the truths that we've been learning over the last uh, few weeks has been absolutely amazing. This week's study is entitled The Faith of Dos. Isn't that what our series is at the moment? It is. It is. That's exactly right. And we're going to understand what faith really is. Dude, I'm looking forward to it. I'm keen. Yeah, well, I'm super keen as well. And I hope that our listeners are and those that are in the studio with us today too. Hey, we've got two guests today. One of them's a new one. One's a recurring guest. Um, guys, do you want to introduce yourselves? I'm Zed. I have been on the episode, the first one actually. And yeah, and I have my sister here today. I actually have Zed here today. And <laughs> I'm Zari, Zed's sister, obviously. Oh, you could be the older one, hey, because you drove yeah, him here to exactly. the studio. I am. I I'm would the drive more, if I could. more important one. So most of you know where um, Zed is. Zed was the, the one that we had on the show that talked about hitting a cow with his motorbike. Now, how's <laughs> yeah. that cow going? Um, I think it's okay. I haven't really gone checked and checked it? lately. But I, I feel like it would be okay. <laughs> nice. So, Zari, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where are you from yeah. and where, where do you go to school? What church do you go to? Well, I'm also from Bandara, like Zed. I was not there when he hit the cow, but I definitely heard about it afterwards. And I go to school in Armadale at PLC Armadale, which is pretty fun being all girls. Get a lot of interactions. I bet. Yeah, very interesting. And what was the last question? What church you go to? Oh, I go to Gara Seventh-day Adventist Church. Hey, so what we've actually asked a few people before, where did you first hear about uh, Desmond Doss? Well, I heard about it from church, from our Seventh-day Adventist church in Gara, pretty sure first, and because they had flyers and Dad was helping handing them out. So then we helped him hand them out as well. How about you, Zoe? Yeah, I also heard it from Dad first, I'm pretty sure. But later, interestingly, the kids on the bus and I had this full conversation about war movies. And so a few of them had seen it, which was interesting because I hadn't at that point. And it was really interesting to know that some people who aren't even Christian or didn't really have any, like, didn't hear about any promotion, they'd also seen it, which was cool. They really liked it. So so, so you've seen Hacksaw Ridge now? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's a good movie, eh? It yeah, is. It's good. I, I really explosive. enjoyed it. They usually like it is very explosive. <laughs> Literally. That movie was, a lot of it was true. Like some mm. of it didn't happen in sequence. Like they've joined mm. a few stories together and made it one. Yeah, like a few battles. Yeah. Yeah. For one of those examples, in the movie Hacksaw Ridge, you'll notice that when they got to Hacksaw Ridge, that the men were still hassling Doss. But this didn't happen at that battle. It was at the Battle of Guam that the men started to give more respect to Desmond Doss. So by the time they got to Hacksaw Ridge, they wouldn't go anywhere without him. So most of it was pretty accurate. There are some extra bits that, you know, Hollywood throws into a film. But there was definitely some stuff they left out that I would have really liked to have seen in the movie. Yeah, well, that's good. Hey, well, we're about to get to our study, but if you would like to follow along with us today, you can text DOS study. That's one word, no spaces, to 048-888-8831, and we're going to send you a link that's going to take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So, text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, one word, no spaces, 
Today we're on study guide number five, titled The Faith of DOS. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here's Casting Crowns with Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to know Thus saith the Lord Jesus, Jesus How I trust Him How I proved You more and more Jesus, Jesus Precious Jesus Oh, for grace To trust Him Jesus, Savior, friend And I know that He is with me Will be with me to the end Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study and previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Faith FM app. We are about to start our study, so if you would like to follow along with us, then text DOS Study to 04888-808-31 and download study number 5, The Faith of DOS. Hey, well, as always, before we start our study, let's start with a word of prayer. 
Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for the knowledge and the wisdom that you've given us through the Bible. And we just pray today that as we study through your word and through this Bible study, uh, that you'll touch the hearts and the minds of the people listening at home, on the road, wherever they are, and that you'll provide hope and faith and love. And you'll put that into their lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is study number five, the faith of Dos. To some people, faith is a vague inkling that they look to in times of confusion or loss. For others, it is a sure foundation that undergirds every action of their lives. Desmond Doss had a faith that ran so deep that it motivated him to serve in a hellish war, compelled him to give up his stretcher for another wounded man, and enabled him to suffer ridicule and persecution from those he would end up saving. This kind of faith is rare. Lieutenant Jack Glover, in the feature documentary The Conscientious Objector, is recorded saying of Doss, If he'd been without the belief and without the religious commitment, I think he would have been much less of a person doing his duty as he did it with his commitment. What makes this statement so meaningful is the character of the man who said it. Lieutenant Glover was himself a World War II hero. Doss is a guy that, that kind of didn't back down, right? He, mm. he believed in his faith. It was this sure foundation for him. It really revealed who he was. It wasn't the scenario that brought about his actions, but it was the scenario that revealed his actions and his faith. Yeah, we see here that Doss made his faith his lifestyle. You know, when we make our faith our lifestyle, that is when Jesus can really shine through us. You know, in James 2.26, it says that faith without works is dead. Now, what does this mean? Well, he explains it in verse 18 where he says, I will show you my faith by my works. So the works part is, is not for salvation. It's about showing the fruits of our salvation. Dos definitely did that. You know, we see here time and time again where Dos demonstrated his faith by standing up for what he believed in and saving so many people. I feel like Desmond Dos, he just really had a really strong connection with God. And we kind of like could almost like envy that because he was so strong connected to God that it was just they were like inseparable yeah I feel that especially in the face of such an intense time of life like war is probably the peak of the worst of humanity and the fact that he was able to maintain his faith even when he had sergeants screaming at him and other people shooting at him the fact that he could still hold that connection to God is crazy. I know I've heard of a lot of people who've kind of lost it when they've seen people die, when they've been through terrible things, and the fact that it seemed to only make his connection with God stronger is amazing. So let's take a look at faith, and in particular, the kind of faith that Doss had. So first, our first question is, according to the Bible, what is faith? And to go through this, we're going to look at Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We exercise faith in what we hope for. Our faith is born out of hope and when activated, it gives evidence that what is not seen is there. In some ways, we could say that faith is hope in action. So when we look over that about how faith is the substance of what we hope for, it's essentially saying that what brings our belief into practice is faith itself. It gives us something to live by. I, I agree. Faith is this thing that we can't see literally. It's not this physical thing, but it's, it's shown in our confidence and behavior when we, when we actually believe in something. It's, it says like assurance, um, faith is assurance for what we do not see. 
And we can't see faith, but we see the waves it creates. And, and similar to the wind, you can't see it, but you can see and feel the effects of it. And that's, that's what faith is. Well, faith is believing before we see. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we live by faith and not by sight. I mean, it kind of makes me think of a song, that song, My Lighthouse. Yeah, so like God's like shining in the darkness and we don't know where we are, but we can follow him. That is so right. You know, seeing is believing. We, we believe in God. We can't see God, but yet we believe that he is real. And it reminds me of a story in John chapter 20 where Jesus is meeting with his disciples after the resurrection. Thomas doesn't believe that Jesus has resurrected from the dead. And Jesus comes to them in John 20, verse 29, and it says, Then Jesus told him, that's Thomas, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. You know, that verse is talking about us. You know, we didn't get to see Jesus walk on this earth. The disciples did. You know, so we just have to have faith in the Bible and the faith in Jesus. And by believing and having faith, one day we will get to see Jesus face to face. Which leads us into our next question. Where does faith come from? Well, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy is set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. You know, the New King James Version says that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. Our faith in God comes from God. He gives us the faith to be able to believe in Him. He gives us the evidence to be able to believe in Him. And that's where our faith comes from. Mm. Yeah, like faith ultimately comes from Jesus. And for us to have faith, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. It reminds me when, when Peter's walking on water and you know he looks at the waves and he starts to sink and he cries out back out to out to Jesus, and he says, Lord, Lord, save me. Lord, help me. Came through keeping his eyes on Jesus, that faith. And, and it's the same for us. So true. There's just so many areas where I think it's easy for us to lose our faith, like Peter did. Mm. Like you start looking around the world and you think, wow, there's so many bad things happening or something bad happens specifically to you and you just start questioning. And though we obviously always need to have faith, I think that questioning can lead us to a stronger faith in a way in Jesus as it can push us more towards him. The fact that we've questioned these things and then we've come to the conclusion once again and it's brought us back to him. I love how it says in that verse that we need to keep our eyes on Jesus because we could be like Peter and we could take, if we take our eyes off Jesus, like we start to sink and we just really need to focus. And that leads us into our next question. Is the exercising of faith really that important of an issue? Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. God's saving power is assessed by faith because God not only respects our intelligence, he respects our will. Well, yeah, because it keeps us close to God and keeps us... As and helps us be better people, I think. So I think that, like Zed said, it does keep us close to God. And keeping close to God is something that we do always need to kind of work on because there's so many things that get in the way of that often or we let get in the way of that. And so practicing almost keeping close to God is something like making it into a muscle or a reflex. Like the more you practice it, the more subconscious and easy it becomes and so it only gets more natural as you go into situations where you might need to have faith on God 
then the more you practice in daily situations having faith in him, the easier it is in those big ones to keep your faith. Totally. You you elaborated heaps, and I guess all I can really add on to that is faith comes from Jesus, and yet without without faith in him, we can't be saved. We just have to believe that Jesus was the Son of God. That's our salvation. We don't have to work. We don't have to commit penance. Through faith, it's strong enough to save us. That's something pretty powerful. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, This verse is saying the only way to receive this free gift of salvation is through faith, and it's a gift. We don't earn it. We can't earn it. We definitely don't deserve it, but yet God freely gives it to us. And how do we exercise the faith? Is that we have faith that he's given it to us, and we let that faith change our lives. If you would like to follow along with our Bible study today, you can text DOS study one word, no spaces, to 04888808831, and we'll send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y, to 04888808831. Today we are on study guide number five titled The Faith of DOS. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Matt and Josie Manikas with The Cold on Faith FM. Sometimes I think I have to be perfect for God to use me. I think I have to know it all, never stumble, never fall. I focus on all my inadequacies Instead of what Christ can do through me I forget to trust and I can't quite see That God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the call And He'll supply your every need We choose to give Him all too big for God to use, but you'll never be too small. Cause God doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies His call. There is no one too young to serve, no one too old, no clay too hardened. For our Father to mold He has a place designed for you That no one else can fill And He will give you what you need When you choose to do His will Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies the called And He'll supply your every need We choose to give Him all You can be too big for God to use But you'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies His call So don't hinder God With what you say you can't do Just be willing And ready to be used Go where He leads With a heart 
that is willing of telling what he'll do through you. Cause God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And he'll supply your every need when you choose to give him all. You'll never be too small Cause God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies his called No, God doesn't call the qualified He qualifies his called Welcome back to Tableland Explorers Today, we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and he ended up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you're just joining us and you'd like to catch up with us or listen to previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers or go to the App Store on your phone and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're on study number five. We're at question number four. So question four is, does faith save me? And there are several occasions when Jesus said, your faith has saved you or something similar, like in Luke 7 verse 50, 17 verse 19, and 18 verse 42. But Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, by grace you were saved. And then it adds through faith. Faith saves us in the sense that it gives you access to the salvation that God has already afforded. In other words, the victory is won and faith is genuine, genuinely believing that victory. This is the kind of faith that inspired Doss. I think in general this is a really interesting question, as Jesus does regularly cite that your faith has saved you. And all those examples in the Bible, in, such as in Luke 7 and all the other chapters, These are all cases where people have been forgiven or healed by him. However, he also states that it is by grace you are saved through faith. In Ephesians 2 verse 8, which we read, this helps us to understand how it is faith that saves us. It is not with our faith that we are saved, but rather it's the faith that gives us access to God's grace and saving power and forgiveness. Wow, thanks so much for that great insight there, Zari. You know, those three chapters in Luke that you mentioned fit really well with Ephesians chapter 2. You see, Luke chapter 7 is about a woman who comes to Jesus for forgiveness. She washes his feet with oil and her tears. She dries his feet with her hair. And Jesus says to her, your faith has saved you. And in Luke chapter 17, we see the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. And one of them comes back to thank Jesus. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. In Luke chapter 18, we find a story of a blind man coming to Jesus to ask him to heal him. Jesus does heal him and says to the man that it was your faith that healed you. All three of these people had faith to go to Jesus for forgiveness and healing. Now, we see that faith played a big part in their healing. This is not saying that when we pray for healing for someone and it does not happen, does not mean that we don't have faith. Jesus doesn't always answer our prayers the way we want them to be answered, but he still answers them. We just have to have the faith that Jesus has heard our prayer and that his will will be done. Ephesians 2.8 tells us the same thing. 
We have to have the faith to go to Jesus and ask for forgiveness and grace and knowing He will give it to us. If you downloaded the study guide, you will notice that in question 4, the words believing in victory are underlined. If you click on that, it will take you to a free book that will teach you how to have victory over sin. There's a um, there's an awesome female author and, and she writes in a book called Desire of Ages, I think. It's an awesome book and, and she just she says that God God loves us so much but he doesn't answer our prayers in the way or the fashion that we think. For me, this really takes away the doubt. We only have to believe to be saved. God's already saved us through his grace and his love. And for us, we only have to believe and have to have faith in his love and his grace for us. And that's it. That's it. The mm. Salvation's already done. It's already been done on the cross. Like we don't have to, I don't have to commit penance. I don't have to do all these things. It's my faith in Jesus' works already that saves me. That's it. Mm, that yeah. kind of leads into my answer. Like faith, it helps us to stay fixed on Jesus, even if we're in the darkness. Kind of going back to Peter, he was sinking into the darkness and Jesus, he, all he needed to do was trust Jesus. And that's all we need to do. We need to just trust him and believe. We're on question five now. How does my faith grow? If we look at Romans ten seventeen, it says, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. The more time we spend con- contemplating or hearing God's word, the more opportunity we give to God to build our faith and partnership with him. It's in understanding God's beautiful and perfect perspective that hope and faith are developed in us. Doss had great faith because he was constantly studying God's word. Um, I think faith grows by praying and reading the Bible often and hanging out with friends and people with the same beliefs. I feel like that really is a big impact on people. That really helps us to grow. I agree. Something that has really helped me as well is hearing other people's testimonies or stories about how God has touched their life. And just the fact that this is a person, whether it's not it's in something I've read or if someone's right there telling me, it's always, I think, the most uh, impactful way to hear about God's grace and having faith in him because you can look at them and say, wow, this is a real person. And even just reminiscing on your own past experiences, that's always really helped when I've been feeling a bit down. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a really great way to put it. And I think when we're continually soaking up God's word, we, we can read things and we can see things happening in the world, right? Because God says things about the world. This is what's going to happen in the world. This is what's going to happen in the world. People are going to do this. People are going to do that, right? And you see all these things. When you see that coming into your life, when you see all that coming true, when God says other things, it becomes easier and easier to trust in him because you know that his word in, in the past has proved true. When we listen to and read the Bible, God creates the change in our lives. It, it's he that makes that change in us, right? And I, and I think that's through observing constantly, right? Philippians 2 verse 13 says, It is God who works in you. Uh, I want to say it's God who works in us, right? It's God who works in us, me, you, personally, individually, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay, you want to follow God's will as we as we study his word, as we as we spend time in God's word. We're convicted, we're converted, we're convinced. Of God's goodness, and that that builds trust. We see His love, and it builds faith. And as we can, 
as we read, we see that Dos always studied his Bible. The soldiers that were in his platoon would always say he was always reading his Bible. They knew that's what he was doing. And we find that reading the Bible is what grows our faith. Jesus told a parable, and it was found in three of the four Gospels. It's found in Matthew 13, Mark 4, and Luke chapter 8. And it's called the parable of a sower. And it is about a farmer sowing seeds. As he's throwing these seeds, some of them fall on the rocky path. Some of them fall in the rocky soil. Some of them fall among the thorns. But some of them fall in the good soil. Now the seed that fell on the path, that didn't grow. The seeds that fell in the stony soil, they withered away. The seeds that fell among the thorns, they got choked and died. Now the seed is the word of God. And when that word of God is planted in the good soil, it grows and it flourishes and that's what grows our faith. But if you study through these three Gospels, right, they all tell us something a little bit different on how to make it grow in the good soil. In Matthew 13, 23, it tells us we need to understand the word. And in Mark 4, 20, it says we need to accept the word. And then in Luke 18, it says we need to keep the word. When we look at this parable in all three of these Gospels, it shows us how we can grow our faith. And how does it grow? Well, first we have to understand the message. Then we have to accept the message. And then we have to keep the message. But you know, question number six says, isn't faith blind? Doesn't exercising faith require me to surrender my mind? In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, it says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Loving God with all our minds implies that our faith should harness intelligence. God calls us to a holistic faith. That involves all aspects of our being. Biblical faith is based upon evidence. Evidence does not prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, but it does give an intelligent basis upon which to build faith. Those who promote the idea that faith is blind are not promoting biblical faith. You know, faith is not blind. God gives us prophecies in the Bible to give us evidence that He is real. He makes a difference in our lives and He gives us evidence of His presence. I would not have got through some of the events in my life if it were not for Jesus. You know, and Second Peter 1.16 says, For we do not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of His majesty. God has given us enough evidence to believe that He is real. We just have to find it. Yeah, I completely understand how what you're saying with that point of view, that evidence doesn't just have to be separate from God. I think that's something that we see a lot of time in science and other areas, that they try to separate the two, God and science in general. But it's often something that you can see more meshed together. And just because, say, I might see this from a certain point of view to one of my classmates doesn't necessarily mean that my view or their view is biased or wrong. And I think going back to the question about surrendering my mind, I think surrendering one's mind doesn't necessarily mean to believe beyond reasonable doubt or regardless of facts or truth or whatever you want to say. I think rather it encourages us to build our faith alongside our intelligence 
not mm. separating them and seeing them as one holistic thing. Yeah, Jesus said to to love God and faith isn't it's it's not always this follow blindly. And I want to say always, you know, because there are times when our faith is made evident by trusting him even when it seems like it's not going to work out. Those are the times where where our faith is made evident. But if we love God, if we walk with him day by day, we're going to know his voice and we'll be able to put our trust in him when he speaks to us, when he tells us to exercise that faith. Through remembering the times that he's led us in the past, we can trust that he will continue to lead us well in the future. I feel like we don't only need to surrender our mind, but we need to surrender all of us in order for faith to really fulfill and faith is not blind. God is pretty much as real as it gets. And all we need to do is trust. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number in your phone, 0488808831. That's 0488808831. And wait for the code word that's coming up soon. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here's the Porter's Gate with Love Never Fails. Love is patient, love is kind. Has no arrogance or pride. It seeks the good of others first. It keeps no record of wrong or hurt. It finds no joy in
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the faith of DOS Bible study guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and up, end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. We're at question seven. Okay, question seven reads, what other evidence is there in the Bible that will help us build a reasonable faith? So is there anything anything other than love and trust? Well, in John 14 verse 29, Jesus says, I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. Jesus warned his disciples about his imminent betrayal and crucifixion not just in an effort to prepare them for a traumatic time, but also so that later on they would remember his prophetic words and have their faith in him strengthened. The Bible contains many predictions that have proved accurate as history has unfolded. The study of these predictions and their fulfillments can actually be a very effective faith builder. So I see it, you know, if we had a friend that could tell the future – and they said, and you're like, hey, like, oh, oh, you can tell the future. I think the first thing's like, what am I thinking? It's like, it's like, oh yeah, you're thinking about potatoes. Oh yeah, I love my French fries, right? <laughs> um, but the act of prophecy that God's given us, it's a gift and a reliable trait of His faithfulness that we can have faith in Him because because He says, I'll do this, and He is always faithful, right? So when He says something in the future is going to happen, it strengthens our faith in Him. And if we read through the Bible. I think we can see how God's correctly predicted the future in the times past, and we can rely on his word. There's countless examples in the Bible. Isaiah 46, verse 10, for example. He says, declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done. God's just saying, I can predict the future, trust me. Um, if I had a friend that could do that, I'd trust him. <laughs> it's easy as that. I totally agree with what you're saying, and the amount of times like I obviously completely believe the Bible myself but even just going through and seeing things unfold or looking back through history and seeing all the things that have happened like uh even in Luke 21 verse 11 one of the many places in the Bible that says this it talks about how there'll be great earthquakes famine and pestilences we go, we've gone through all of those recently and we are still now and I think we can see as time goes on how it's getting more intense and how those prophecies that Jesus said are even still today, so many years later, coming true. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. You know, there are many, many prophecies in the Bible. Some of them have been fulfilled, especially all the ones that are about Jesus. Mm. There was like 300-odd prophecies in the Old Testament that predicted the first coming of Jesus. Mm. And there's plenty of prophecies in the Bible that are talking about his second coming and the things that are going to take place before he comes. And after the Faith of Dost series that we're doing now, we're going to go through another series that's going to highlight some of those prophecies. So stick around so you'll be able to see those. But, you know, there's other shows on Faith FM that are going through these prophecies now. Mm. So if you would like to go to the uh, Faith FM website or to the app, then you can go to the podcast section, and there are diff- there are many different shows that are talking about prophecy and prophecy being fulfilled today. You know, just to list a couple. You know, there's shows like Looking Up 
the end, exploring revelation or the three cosmic messages. These are uh, podcasts that are on Faith FM that are going through some of these prophecies that are happening now. The Faith Experiment, you know, that's just an amazing uh, podcast there that Robbie Bergen does. But there are a couple episodes that he does that is on prophecy. So if you want to check those ones out. There are other shows on Faith FM that have amazing Bible studies on prophecies that are being fulfilled today. So check them out. Luke, I just want to add, add one thing that comes to mind is, is world peace. Mm. You know, the Bible says like we're not going to have world peace like before yep. Jesus comes back. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah, yeah. And look at the world today. Does it look? Mm. Does it look good? No. Uh, nope. And uh, you'd think with all our technology, all the thing we've got, that we could achieve something like that. Mm. In the Bible, there is like countless prophecies that have already been proven true, and things that are still coming true as we speak. Question eight. What is the best motivation for faith? In 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 2, it says, If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy, I can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Our faith should be based on evidence, but it should also be inspired by love. Love for God and love for humanity. It also says in 1 John 5, 4, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Seeing other people happy in their faith and getting engaged in church, I think really listen helps us get motivated in faith and helps us keep going. Uh, bringing it back to the main passage and what it said, I agree with Pretty much everything that it was trying to say that love is the key motivation for faith as it encompasses all. As Jesus himself said when he was faced with the question by the Pharisees, which was the most important commandment, how he said that the most important was to love God and love others. That's just something that really always pushes us back to God and back to what we need to be doing and focusing on. And so that faith will help us provide the works and have the meaning that really brings it to life. Yeah, I think it was the the love that Doss had for his fellow men. Desmond Doss stood up for the beliefs he had, right, and that got him ridiculed. But if he didn't follow up with that, with loving his fellow soldiers, mm-hmm. it would have meant nothing, mm-hmm. right? They're like, why are you standing for that when you're not actually caring about people? And that's the same for us. And our motivation for faith is um, found in the love of Jesus. You know, First John four nineteen tells us that we love because He first loved us. You know, our faith is a response to God to what He's done for us. You know, the most famous Bible verse that there is is John three sixteen, and it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life." You know, this is the most quoted Bible verse. Yet the context of this was Jesus said it to one person. Mm. right? He said it to one person. And because that's how much God loves us, and because He loves us, we can love Him. We have faith in a God that loves everyone. So did Dos. He went into the front lines of battle to save the very men that bullied Him because He loved them. He treated wounded Japanese soldiers because they needed help. 
Jesus came to this earth to save as many people as he could, just like Doss went to war to save as many people as he could. Yeah. It, like, if we love someone, we trust them, and we're going to believe what they say. And if we love God, we'll believe what he says, um, and, and we'll follow it through, even if, even if things look scary. We have an awesome free offer for you coming up after the break. So save this number in your phone, 4 830831 that's 4 830831 And wait for the code word that's coming up right after the break. You're listening to I Can Do All Things by Reggie Smith on Faith FM. In the darkest night when it's hard to see It's Christ who gives me strength When I feel afraid and I'm losing sleep it's Christ who gives me strength When the work is hard and I'm struggling It's Christ who gives me strength When I don't know how I can make ends meet It's Christ who gives me strength
Welcome back to Tableland Explorers. Today we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into the world war without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? If you are just joining us and would like to catch up on this study or previous studies, you can go to faithfm.com.au and go to the podcast section and look for Tableland Explorers. Or you can go to your app store and download the Faith FM app. Let's get back to our study. Do you have faith like Doss? Day after painstaking day, Doss risked a life and limb for men who had hated and despised him. He had love for them even though, initially, they had none for him. After time with him on the field of battle, however, he won their hearts. After the war, Doss' fellow soldiers regarded him with reverence and love. Not only because of how much he chose to love them through faith in God, but because of how they hadn't deserved it. Doss was injured and waited for five long hours with 13 pieces of shrapnel in his leg before Ralph Baker and the other stretcher bearers reached him. While being carried through the intense firefight, Doss saw another soldier more injured than himself, so he rolled off his stretcher to attend to the other man's wounds. Doss then requested that the other man be taken to safety. Once again, laying and waiting, he exposed himself to the dangers of the battlefield. This is the gospel of Christ lived out in the faith through Desmond Doss. You know, I really thought they should have put this part in the movie. Yeah. You know, but they didn't. And I remember watching an interview with Mel Gibson, and you know the reason why he left it out? was because he said it would be too unbelievable. Huh. Right? And I'm like, it's written in his citation for his Medal of Honor. Mm. Yet they still took it out. Mm. I was kind of a little bit um, bummed about that. You know, he loved these men. He treated these men's wounds even when they didn't deserve it. And we're really seeing the life of Christ being lived out through DOS in this scenario. Even when he was injured, he still put others first. You know, if I could have like half of the faith that Desmond had, you know, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. yeah, like I think the way we treat others only depends on our love for God. The more we continue to grow and we continue to learn about God and we continue to know him and his love and, and we partake of that and we walk with God and we, we learn that if we learn to love God, we, we can love others. First um, John 4 verse 20, it says, um, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And, and when we love God, someone, you know, we can't see with our physical eyes, you know, through that, we, we can love others. We, we can accept anyone. Yeah. I agree with like the thought that obviously we have to have God to be able to do have that faith and to be able to do all those selfless things. I think we always like to think like if my friend was stuck on a train track and there was a train tra- uh, train coming, then I would jump in and save them. But when it comes down to it, you really never know what you're going to do. Mm. You know, like if you're leaving it to your human nature and self, your first instinct is most likely going to be run away. And I think when you look at people like Desmond Doss and people who have done these amazing things, you have to look down to what it was driving them. And obviously in Doss's case and a lot of the famous people, it was God and having faith that he would be with them. 
and help them through that scary circumstance. Yeah, Desmond Doss really had a really inseparable faith with God. And to roll off a stretcher, a stretcher and do everything he can to help that one man that also was suffering from injuries and he wanted to help him, so he gave him his stretcher, that takes a lot of faith and a really close connection with God. At the bottom of our study, it says, My response, we would love to hear your response. Click here to send us your response. Now, you guys have been sending those responses through, and if you want to send a response and you've not sent one yet, we encourage you uh, to click here, and uh, you can send one through. We're going to talk about it in the studio today. Guys, the first one, it says, I want to live a life less ordinary, a life full of faith, hope, and love. I don't know about you guys, I do. I definitely do. Definitely. 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 Second one, it says, I want to commit to spend time reading the Bible. Yeah, I want want to recommit and continue to commit in in my personal life. What about you guys? Every day. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely something that I want to be able to do more. Yeah. You know, there's there's times like as a pastor, I'm reading the Bible to prepare for a sermon or prepare for a Bible study. But then sometimes you lose the time in actually just – reading it mm. for ourselves. Like this is something the ministers struggle with all the time, and that's something that I want to work with, to be able to, when I'm reading the Bible, just have it for me reading the Bible. It's not using it to prepare for a sermon or a study. It's just my own personal devotion time, and, yeah, that's definitely something that I want to be able to do more of. Hey, well, for those of you listening at home, response three says, I would like to talk to someone about growing my faith more. Now, if that's you and you've downloaded the study guide, you can click that blue here button and that's going to take you to a place where you can where you can reach out to us if you haven't downloaded that study guide you can actually email us at tablelandexplorers at gmail.com and we will connect you with someone in your local community at a local church near you help you start your faith journey to grow closer and closer to god guys in the studio is is growing your faith important to you guys yes of course Mm -hmm. it is and uh talking to someone like this response question says it's though it might be scary it's always really helpful in being able to grow that faith because sharing something with someone or a belief or any questions you have is just a really great way to be able to reaffirm what you're thinking or to get out your questions and see if other people do think the same as you i feel like in my personal journey um talking about your faith really helps you to grow if you just talk about it with other people and discuss it all part of the journey pretty much yeah it also opens up opens up so many new opportunities for you to be able to share your faith or to experience it with others uh why zed and here and zed and i are even here today is because we've decided to talk to people about it or to let them ask us questions and that's just something that's really led us to a lot of different places and hopefully continues to yeah and like growing our faith we talked a lot about that today and when we talk to others about it, I love talking to others about growing my faith because when I connect with people, where even today in the studio going through the study, I've grown in my faith. So when you get together, you ask questions, you discuss what the Word of God says, this is what's growing your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, we would love to be able to help you grow your faith and discuss the Bible. If you would like to send those response forms in and send us an email, we'd love to be able to talk to you about it. Yeah, sharing sharing with others really is is that first step in in growing in your faith and and mm. learning more about God and His love. 
we've actually reached the end of our end of our study now. Um, and what we always do, we always finish with prayer. Um, and so we're going to bow our heads. And Zari, would you like to pray for us to close? I would love to. Uh, dear God, thank you that we were able to share in this study today and to be there with all these people wherever they are and help us to all have a deeper knowledge of what you want us to know and about faith in general and help us to be able to apply this to real life and to be able to bring that faith wherever we go. Thank you for being with us and please continue to do so as we accept you into our lives. Amen. 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 Now, Luke, we've, yes. we've, mate, have we got a giveaway today? Oh, we do. This week, we're giving away the ebook, The Faith of Desmond Doss. This is a must-have book. I have this book, and it is amazing. It tells the true story of what happened on Hacksaw Ridge and how God kept him safe. It also tells us how we can have the same faith that he had. So if you would like this book, text hashtag TE5. That's hashtag TE for Table and Explorers and the number 5. Text that with no spaces to 04888880831 and you will receive this amazing ebook on the faith of Desmond Doss. So James, would you like to tell us about what our next study is about? Well, our next study is called A Higher Command. Now, Desmond Doss made it very clear that he would not take life at home or in battle. So join us next week to discover what drove him to this strong conviction and the positive impact it had on his life and others. Thanks for tuning in today to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on today's show, we would encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.